I'm Chris Doolin, and you're listening to Discussing Trek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek, a Star Trek Discovery podcast, an unofficial podcast about the CBS All Access series, Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Season 2 is among us, is a few days away, and we can't wait for that, as well as news of Michelle Yeoh and the new Star Trek Discovery spinoff series. Also, uh, Star Trek Short Treks will continue in animated form, and we're going to get into our main discussion of episodes one through three of Seth MacFarlane's The Orville on Fox. But like always, I'm Clarence, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host slash Trekkies, starting with none other than the Who story himself, Cal Jones. How you doing, man? Hey, dude, I'm doing pretty good. I started watching season one of uh, Discovery last night, and I had forgotten the cinematography, how brilliant that was. Really? Really? Yeah, man, I I have to go back and watch it myself. I'm kind of debating because I've seen most episodes two to three times already, but I do still kind of want to go back and watch before the next season start. Yeah, see, I am kind of Doctor Who, you know, the way uh, you are with Doctor Who, you watch and you you watch again for the review. You know, I've got this has really made me want to go and watch more of um, Discovery again and again, because like I was saying, I had forgotten not only the story, but uh, the cinematography, but how good the story was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, certainly, man. And what we do here on this podcast is review each and every episode of Star Trek Discovery in somewhat excessive detail, in addition to talking all things Trek. Guys, if you like this show, I would push you to our Patreon account, where maybe we're going to be reviewing all of the episodes of the Orville, uh, wink, wink, over there on our Patreon. So if you like this episode where we're going to be recovering episodes one through three of the Orville, we're going to do the rest of them over on our Patreon. So please check that out by going to patreon.com slash discussing Trek. Guys, before we get into our review of the Orville, let's talk some Star Trek Discovery news. Or maybe I should just say Star Trek news in general, because everything is spinning off from Discovery. Michelle Yeoh to lead a new Star Trek series, as uh, StarTrek.com reports. George O is here to stay. CBS All Access today announced plans to further expand the Star Trek universe with a new live action series in development starring Michelle Yeoh. The upcoming show will build upon Yeoh's current Star Trek Discovery role as a member of Star Trek Section 31 a division of Black Ops Shadow Organization within the Federation. Cal, what do you think, man? You know, the first thing that I was thinking when you said that is, number one, I like her as an actress and I like that character. Second is, I wonder if their focus on the TV properties is what has resulted in what, and this may be a news item that I uh, am mentioning too soon here, but that it seems like they're abandoning the big screen more for the small screen. Um, well, I don't know if I would say abandoning, but it seems like, you know, the big screen JJ Abrams verse, the Kelvin timeline verse is, is kind of a no go right now because they canceled plans for the fourth, uh, movie, uh, from that group. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Of course, we know it's a different division. Um, that's, that's doing that, but True. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, all I see is they are, it seems like they're putting all their eggs into the, uh, CBS all access basket, as it were. <laughs> the only thing that I have is a reservation, and this is not negative in any shape, form, or fashion, but the only thing that I hope is that they don't try to do what Sony did and, with Spider-Man and try to just explode the universe, (laughs) you know, as long as they keep quality and they keep this interconnected story going on, Hey, go for it. I mean, it's streaming. If it's anything like season one of discovery, by all means do it. Yeah, certainly. Of course we have the Picard series coming up as well. So there are a lot of Star Trek happenings and I think we may have John on the line. John, are you there, dude? I am here, but I'm coming remotely for you guys because I didn't want to miss it. We have John out in the field. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> tuning in. I'm heading the- back from the Delta Quadrant. Uh, I think <laughs> I found my way home. Oh hey. wow! You know, well, you watch know, out it, for Borgs. Didn't take you seventy thousand light years, so you know, hey. <laughs> no, hey, it's more like seven miles. But hey, it's same difference. Watch out for the Borgs. <laughs> you know, if you see a sign that says Borg Crossing, you know, make sure you, you know, go straight through them. Stay out of their conduits. Stay out of their conduits, man. Well, there was this green expedition that seemed to be moving at a erratic pace. It could have been a poor cube. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but glad to have you on, sir. And, um, yeah, moving just through some more of this news, man. Uh, Star Trek animated series. Uh, of course, we're going to have a second Star Trek animated series. And it's going to be a short Trek series. So the Hollywood Reporter reports mm. <laughs> Alex Kurtzman has plans for at least one more animated series to join the previously announced Star Trek Lord Decks, the half hour animated comedy from Mike McMahon from Rick and Morty fame. Additionally, CBS All Access has ordered two more installments of short form series Star Trek Short Treks, both of which will be animated. Both installments will debut in the spring after Star Trek Discovery wraps its second season of CBS All Access. What do we think, guys? And I'll give this to John first. What do you think, man? Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is the first I've heard of it. So, I mean, naturally, I'm excited. Anything new, any more Trek, new Trek, I mean, you have to love it. and You have to be appreciative of it. So I, I won't be critical about it uh i hope it's good i mean now based off of what we've seen on previous animated trick series i don't know hopefully it makes some improvements but i mean i'm excited about it i think it'll be a great idea awesome what do you think cal Again, I, I'll go back to saying what I did about the quality. I mean, and I know animated. If it's they're trying to be f- funny, it's going to be different. But if if it's something I can enjoy, I mean, I'm enjoying the heck out of uh, Young Justice uh, Outsiders on DC Digital. So, um, yeah, if it's good, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's, it is certainly going to be a different tone from the uh, the Mike McMahon. Rick and Morty <laughs> guy, um, Lord Dex. That you know, I'm, we're thinking that's going to be more comedic, more comedy, which is fine. But I'm expecting these short treks to be maybe a little more uh, uh, geared in things that have happened in the series, if not Discovery, somewhere in the Star Trek timeline. I'm all for that, and I think it could be cool to have to have the freedom to, you know, maybe do some stories. It's kind of um, it takes a bigger budget to do a live action and maybe who knows some of the actors aren't around or are not athletic enough to do. Uh, they may be older, who knows, you know, uh, but I do think it gives them a certain amount of freedom to tell a story, maybe have those same actors reprise their roles in a voice form. And I think that could be pretty cool. I think that could yeah, be pretty, pretty cool. Good point. Now I could, I, what I would hate, I don't know if it's just me and maybe it's just because I'm a good, I'm a, classic fan of just old animated shows like this new like they call certain things animated now that's just all cg (laughs) and to me that just takes like if you tell me something's animated like i want to see it in a flat 2d image you know what i mean yeah you love the classic style yeah, I just I I don't see the whole CG like I think that kind of animation would probably be too much for me. I don't know, man. I'm a fan of CG animation personally, but I can I can definitely get your point there. Um, certainly, as we look at a lot of Disney stuff, you know, very little of it is you know classic uh, 2D animation. Now it's all computers and stuff. So I don't know. I I think it could be cool. I think it's a good. Um, it's a good outlet to do things that, again, just are too expensive to try to do in a live action form, you know, having to recreate sets and stuff. Of course, they could do the short treks and do things related to Discovery in some sense because they have those sets built. You know, they're using them and, you know, right. it, it's not too hard to maybe swing something a little bit differently to make, you know, something that looks like Discovery. But when you're talking about something that is so vastly different once you move into uh TNG and um Deep Space Nine or Voyager, you know, who knows if they'll go that far, uh, far forward, but... 
I do think I do think this is a good opportunity for them to tell some different stories, man. Agreed. Agreed again. Yep. So, guys, uh, I'm going to give my second little plug here and say check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you can check it out by going to YouTube.DiscussingTrek.com, where we post all types of things, who is and whatever. Give us a sub there. We really appreciate it. And we're going to be pushing more content to that platform in 2019 as well. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into our main discussion, but I'll leave it open to you guys to see if you have anything else Trek related that you want to talk about before we get into our main discussion of the Orville. Uh, one more thing. If you are a fan of Discovery, guess what? Thursday. Uh, well, it's Monday when we're recording this. Not sure when you're listening to this, but I can't believe it. New Discovery right around the corner. Can't, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Man? We've waited Awful. so long. <laughs> and now uh, we were right, right next to it, man. And I can't be more excited. I think I told you this for Doctor Who. This is like sort of our Black Friday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this, this is where it's, the, the issue is going to get real for us. <laughs> and yeah, I just can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you guys excited? I am. I'm going to sign up for my CBS All Access account again here in just a minute. <laughs> Oh, you were that guy. You were that guy. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm that guy. There is nothing else on CBS All Access I wanted to see. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> so, do you, so do you want me to just? For so, do you want me to just really come clean about Star Trek and just be totally honest? Okay. When, sure. When we when we started doing this last year, I'll be honest. I I did it because my co-host on discussing who asked me to be on here. I was not excited about Discovery going into it. I am freaking awesomely excited about season two. It was so good last season, and I uh, am totally, totally one hundred percent excited. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, awesome. certainly, man. We're gonna. Um hopefully have another fun season and you know maybe this one won't have as many twists as last season because last season had a bunch of twists in it man oh, i it's... like the i like the <laughs> twist that was one of the things i like yeah they were good they were great but what I, what I think i loved most was you know whether you loved it or hate it i think there was there was a lot of good conversation that the show drove, you know, whether you're a hardcore old school Star Trek fan or somebody who's just getting into Discovery, I feel like it drove a lot of, I'm a put up quotes, good conversation. You know, <laughs> I think 2018 was a year of toxicity <laughs> and, and maybe, uh, Star Trek got some of that toxic vibe as well. But, but man, I, I'm just loving it and I can't wait to see what they do in this next season. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. What gives you the right? You cannot destroy an undead. At ease before you spray something. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get into our main discussion of the Orville's episodes one through three of season two. So the first episode, as Orville heads toward Machlis for Borda's special one-year ceremony, Ed discovers Kelly has moved on and has started dating. Meanwhile, Gordon asks for John's help in getting game, <laughs> and Claire turns to Isaac for parenting advice. So guys, what do we think of this first episode of the Orville cow? <laughs> <clears throat> So there were things I liked about it. I liked, um, and, and if I don't get all of the names of the characters right, just for, go ahead and forgive me or whatever. So the, the doctor, I really liked the interaction between her and the android person that, what's his name? Isaac. Yeah, I really, Isaac, I yeah. really liked the back and forth with them. I so wanted the bad kid to be exposed and he was the whole story of that. I, I really, really liked. I don't really care for the character of, I think his name, Brutus. Bordus. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't really care for his character. So the, the, the whole aspect around him, I could have kind of, you know, take, took it or leave it. But, 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 but for the other parts of the story, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I did not like this first episode at all. I mean, it, it, it had some good points, but I have to say, after watching it, I thought what my initial thought was, uh, is this what the season is going to be? Because it honestly, in my opinion, it felt 
it felt it had little to do with space, you know, sci-fi space adventures, which is what I want to see this for with maybe just a sprinkling of comedy on it, a very light, a very delicate light sprinkling of comedy. And, you know, Seth, Seth McFarlane can tend to go too far sometimes, as we'll talk about in the second episode. But, um, man, I don't, I don't know. I, my initial opinion was like, if this is the direction the show is going in, I am not on board. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Yeah. Do, do you think they know what direction the story or the, the show is going in? I think to me, this first episode felt like something that they wrote for last season that didn't make the cut. Because in my personal opinion, from the second episode, it it feels more, even though it's even though episode two, I have issues with. But to me, after this first episode, it felt more like sci-fi and grand in a sense. And we'll, we'll get okay. into it when we get this episode too. But you know, some of the things that happened in episode one, uh, Ed Mercer and, and Captain Mercer and Kelly, first officer Kelly, um, having their relationship problems in the flyby, which I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, also, you know, this whole Bordis thing and his one year pee ritual, ritual on Mockless, it, it, of course, it's classic Seth MacFarlane. It is. It really is. And, uh, you kind of have to expect those things from him. But to me, the thing that made it, to, that, that turned me off from it is that it was a central storyline. It was the whole point of the episode kind of to go to Mockless to let him urinate in front of a group yes. of people. <laughs> yes. And, and, and not only that, he did not go into some elusive cave ritual or whatever. <laughs> You're on the side of like the Grand Canyon. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm ex- <laughs> and I'm expecting like Niagara Falls or something. <laughs> Seriously, you know, I'm like expecting something and it never happened. And I'm like, really? yeah. But but to his defense is not too um is not too different from I guess the Betazoids having a naked wedding, you know, in Star Trek. Uh, so true. Yeah, you know, I guess they both have their quirks. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I did love Gordon and um Gordon and John John giving dating advice to Gordon. I thought that was great. Uh and that funny. Was cool. And funny. Um and and positive use of the hollow deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, uh, I guess you can consider it positive once we get to talking about episode two and yeah. <laughs> but you know, overall, I, I love the, uh, excuse me. I love the, the kid, you know, the classic thing of the parent thinking their kid is the greatest thing on earth and can't do any wrong. It turns out this kid is like the worst kid in the class. He's like hacking the replicator to, to what, give vodka or something, some alcoholic yes. beverage. Yes. Yeah. They got the kids got vodka at first, and and as soon. All right. Let me ask you this: When did you realize that that was where they were going with the parents? That they were turning it to where her kid was the bad kid, and then of course the bad kid was the, oh well, he was been corrupted by your kid thing. Yeah, I, it was pretty uh, apparent to me, but that didn't take away from the joy of it. I I still absolutely loved it and <laughs> and had a lot of fun with how it played out in the episode. You know, I said I didn't like this episode, and the reason, you know, again, like the reason I really didn't have that much fun with it because I I even though I know um, Orville is comedy, I still go to it for the space stuff as well. And to me, this episode just lacked any space stuff. You know. But, Which goes into what you were saying. Was it budget wise? It does look, if you, especially if you compare it to, th- you know, episode three, it does look budget wise that maybe it was a leftover from last year, maybe. Yeah, maybe. If, if, if not production, at least the story, the story seems like it was leftover from last year. John, do you have comments on episode one of the Orville before we move uh, on? Great release. <laughs> the great release. Oh, God. I, I take it you liked it then. Uh, I'm not gonna say I, I, I'm not gonna say I liked it or disliked it. I was happy to see Orville, he, and I think that's kind of what that episode was for me. Um, I kind of came in on the tail end of you guys saying it was looks like a leftover from the first season based off of the quality, and I will agree with that, uh, especially the mountain range side of it. I don't know if you guys covered that when he was on the mountain, but anyway, yeah. Uh, 
store was very shallow, nothing really there. Uh, and, you know, usually based on Seth MacFarlane, you, you kind of expect it to kind of hit on a subject that's important to someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you expect. And you didn't really get that in this first episode. So was it bad? No, it wasn't bad. I think it was good. I got some good chuckles out of it. Uh, we got to see Orville. So that's another good show that come on that I can set my DVR for. And that's what I took it as. So yeah, one to 10, I give it a five. Cool. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the second episode. Uh, season two, episode two of the Orville primal urges <laughs> Ed and the crew race to save a small group of survivors on a planet about to be destroyed by, the, by its son while Bordas and Clyden start marriage counseling after Bordas's obsession with the ship's environmental simulator gets out of hand and I like the fact that it's an environmental simulator and not uh, uh, holodeck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah let's just uh, let's go around I'll start with John just overall thoughts on this episode before we get into the details so contrary to what I've said about the first episode, this is classic Seth MacFarlane. Like he he found a subject that's kind of out there in the public eye right now, and he like dived right in. Oh, there. did he dive into it? <laughs> <laughs> like he he's like, okay, you guys kind of you know people don't really like to talk about this some people do some people don't it's an iffy subject we're not going to talk about it but you know what i'm going to talk about it and then i'm going to make you talk about it <laughs> and i'm going to make you watch it and you're going to either like it or hate it but it's going to be the most important and you know that that was what i got from that and you know i applaud him for doing that i mean I, not necessarily on that subject matter i, I mean just anyone that's willing to put issues out there and explore the other side of it that most people don't see, then I'm all for it. So, and he put a comedic twist to it. I laughed about it. Uh, the graphics were a little bit better in this. Um, uh, sometime I wish, I wish they weren't as good. But, uh, <laughs> did, did, did he, did he really explore the other side of it? Did he, uh, <laughs> Well, okay. Well, when I say the other side, I'm trying not to say get into too many details, but I mean, when you think about, you don't really understand, like, some of these issues that we face today, all we see is the negative side of it. We don't really understand that person's side. Now, whether you're against it or for it, you never really understand, like, what are they going through? How are they dealing with it? Like, what are their thoughts on it? You know what I mean? So, and to me, that's that's kind of what he does. Like he takes these issues and say, this is what you guys are talking about and debating about. But like you need to look at it from this point of view and then we will make it funny so you can enjoy it as well. OK, Kyle, what are your thoughts, man? OK, so first off, Jonathan, all of your points, you 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 laid out a very good defense of this episode but i go back and i'm going to be shallow here i'm going i'm going to go back and say i don't really like these two characters uh there's just something about them and it has <laughs> nothing to do with them as as characters per se of of the race that they come from and all of that good stuff there's just something about clyden that's really irritating to me and an, an extension <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to call him Brutus again. It's, I know the name's wrong, but <laughs> I didn't even watch all the episodes. Wow. I, I mean, I, you missed I the best stopped, parts. I stopped about um, 25 minutes into wow. it. And it was like. Now, I, you know, in your defense, Kyle, it, 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 I mean, depending on your opinion and your tolerance for things that's on in the public view now, it, it would have been hard for some people to yeah. watch yeah. all the way through. Well, I'm very, very extremely tolerant, and it, it, I, I just don't like these two characters. Uh, uh, um, but, but, but also, I mean, and I'm, and I'm going to say this in their defense. I did watch this off the hills of watching Discovery, so I was right in the middle of an episode uh, of yeah. Discovery. And flipped over whenever I saw that that's what we were going to be reviewing and started watching this. So maybe in contrast of how great Discovery is, maybe that kind of tainted my thoughts. Maybe. 
Yeah. And and I love how they put a spin on the whole holodeck. Um, you know, in many ways, this this has happened on, you know, TNG, even Voyager. I think of the right. uh, Riker and the, the chick on TNG. Was it Riker or Picard? Um, there's an episode of TNG. Yeah, the episode with the with the uh, aliens that were who could compute very fast. Uh, I think it had something to do with the holodeck, and there was this chick on there that they were the entity was talking through that they were all enthralled by, and you know, of course, Riker was you know Riker, and <laughs> and, and um and also we have to talk about um the 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 Voyager with Katie uh uh the captain and uh the the Irish guy which I can't remember his name. You know, she was kind of in love with that guy. So we dive into, you know, the Sethnic Fallen spin on this. And oh, my God, you are right, John. He does not hold back any freaking punches with this. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah. Brutus, uh, Bordus, you got me saying Brutus. <laughs> Bordus has a problem. He has a problem. And, you know. People do have porn addictions. And I think, you know, sorry, kids, if you're listening, I think what what makes this one maybe a little more visceral, you know, regardless if, you know, this is a, a race of males, you know, regardless, let's throw it out the window. But I think the thing that makes this one a bit more visceral is the fact that, you know, it is the holodeck and it goes from just maybe watching something on a website to actually experiencing these moments yourself, you know, and I think that takes it to another level. Well, not just, ex well, yeah, I guess experiencing, <laughs> but you're uh, literally an active participant. Oh, certainly, certainly, certainly. You know, and, you know, going back to what you guys were saying as paralleling, you know, something that's, you know, prevalent in current society. I mean, we've got, these virtual reality glasses and there are sites that accommodate that. So, I mean, in some ways that technology in a much less form is already here. Yeah. In a much more primitive form. And, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, Seth MacFarlane doesn't hold back any punches. He, he, he goes to the nth degree with this, even introducing like, you know, Oh, don't go to those porn sites. You will get a virus. It <laughs> introduces. Yeah, that that in this episode as well. Um, you know, I guess I'm just going to spoilers now. And you guys, uh, chime in, chime in when you want to when I talk about something that might interest you. Um, yeah, the virus with Lieutenant, Lieutenant Onk. Um, and yeah, and, and then going, you know, looking at the other side of the situation with Clyden and this, you know, barbaric ritual that they have a for, for a divorce, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I bet your marriages was last a lot longer if that was our ritual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of one would hope. <laughs> It'll make divorce easy, I guess, in a way. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Be that as it may, divorce it's a killer, but <laughs> quite oh, literally. literally. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, any other thoughts from this episode? I guess we can talk about the end of of. Uh, them actually saving these people, which I thought was, you know, these are the parts that I really love to me. If they can, if they can manage to create an episode where we can have the set McFarlane funny stuff, but still give me like a core sci-fi episode, man, I, I'll eat that up. That's why I like this episode. I, I agree. I agree that. And I mean, it, it gives you just enough to keep you like, if you're just a, Die hard sci-fi trick fan. Like it gives you enough to keep you there, but it also gives you that little it's just it's easy watching. I don't I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. You know, it's when I watch Discovery, like I love Discovery. I do love it. But it's not easy watching. You know what I mean? It it involves you, especially with all the twists as we mentioned earlier. You're thinking a lot. You're trying to figure this out. You're Wondering about this, you're connecting the dots. You're like, oh, okay, we're trying to see where old trick timeline or, yeah. well, I guess new trick timeline will tie in. And then Orville, I mean, like I said, when they throw in the good, 
classic sci-fi storyline and mix it in with the Seth MacFarlane humor. It's kind of like no thought involved. We just sit back, turn it on, and enjoy. And, am I wrong and, to say it's good, dumb fun? <laughs> I mean, I, you, I, 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 I agree with that 100%. I mean, that's that's just about it. A good, dumb fun for a Trekkie. You know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. Like, like I wouldn't want to turn on a Will Ferrell show. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Like that's not my version of good dumb fun. Now I'm not gonna take away from him. He's made some good things over in the past, but I mean that kind of comedy just doesn't get doesn't get for me. But like this is like a good comedy for a tricky. And I I'd enjoy that. Um as far as the rest of it, oh I mean we could touch I mean there's so much into this we could touch on. Feel free to uh, yeah, li- li- literally in this episode. But, uh, <laughs> oh, God. My favorite part. No. My favorite part is when they're trying to fix the uh, virus in the, in the uh, holiday or the environmental simulator. And, he's, yeah. and uh, John's like, get on me, man. <laughs> the dude kids messing with him. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Jonathan, what I, what I heard uh, or what I was thinking when you were talking just then is when you watched – tell me if I'm wrong here – when you watch Discovery, Discovery is an episode or a show where you put your phone down and you pay attention. With this show, is you watch it, but if you're, but you could easily get distracted in part with something on your phone, checking email, doing whatever. But that you don't with Discovery get distracted. Is that? I mean, would that be safe to say? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like when I when I turn on an episode of Discovery. Like it's like movie night in the house and my wife knows it. Everyone knows it. Like the lights are going off. My surround sound is on. I got the bass turned up. I got the dogs outside. I I mean, I got, I mean, I'm going, I'm sitting here to watch a movie. That's how I feel about discovery. Now Orville comes on. It's kind of like my next in line on my DVR show. So when I hit my list on DVR and I'm scrolling through like a couple things going to pop out to me and that's going to be street outlaws, um, Orville, Last Man Standing, you know what I mean? So that's going to be one of those three I'm going to pick. I'm probably going to watch all three at that time. Not necessarily Orville first, but it's going to be one of those top three in the DVR. But you're right. I'm, I mean, throughout the show, I'm going to pick my phone up. I'm going to look at Facebook. I mean, I'm still keeping up with what's going on, but it's just easy watching, man. That's it's good time fun. Well, let me ask you, is that because you're uh, reviewing these episodes now or... What do you think you still have the same view if you were just not concentrated on reviewing? I, I was still, it would still be the same. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, even now, if I if I were to go in and turn on Deep Space Nine, for instance, I'm going to treat that just like I would treat Discovery, wow. just because it's so good to me. Yeah, like that's how I look at DS Nine. Uh, and even though I've seen it twenty times, I'm still it's like a movie to me. Yeah. Um. What's the other show? Uh, the Blacklist. That's another one I watch, and it's mm-hmm. the same exact way. Like I, it's like movie night to me, and I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and that's that's what I see in Discovery. But I mean, Orville is just fun, man. It's just fun. Sweet. And we're gonna move on to the third episode, but I just want to mention real quick. Uh, this to me is where the visuals start to take a turn. The whole planet being consumed by their sun. I thought looked fantastic. Now, is it at the level of what we get on Discovery? Maybe not quite, but it looked really good. <laughs> it looked really good. I almost felt like I was watching a movie in some parts until we cut back to the ship and, you know, the bridge is the bridge. But, <laughs> but they, they have put, they have sunk some money into the CG in this season. And, you know, I'm, I'm better for it because I'm, I'm enjoying it. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, let's get into the third episode. The final episode we'll review tonight is entitled Home. Ed, Gordon, and Alara visits Alara's home planet of Zalea? Yeah, Zalea. Zalea, yeah. Oh, man. So much good to be had. Dude, this may be my, I guess I'm going first this time. This may be my favorite Certainly the first favorite thing I watched in 2019. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, wow. it, it was shoot for, shoot, shoot, a few short weeks in 2019, but <laughs> well, it's still saying something. There's been a lot of yeah. stuff on. But, uh, I mean, we've got the mad singer out right now. 
Man, we but- had a Doctor Who out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cal. Sorry. But man, this episode, dude. This episode. Wow. Uh, just so many good cameos. And yes. not not just a cameo for the sake of a cameo. They drove the freaking episode. It was Alara's coming out. We know from the first season she had issues with being in charge, chief security, but she grew into it. And this is her episode to where she tried, she tried, she's trying to get her family to see that she's doing good with her life. She's making it, but her parents are so hell bent on this, this reality they want for her. But, you know, just her trying to get her family to see who she really is. And then the role that, you know, these classic Star Trek uh, actors play in this episode just takes it to another freaking level. So I'll, I'll hand it over to you guys and let you give some opinions. Uh, what about you, Kyle? What did you think? All right. So compared to the second episode and even really in compared to the first episode, hands down, this was enthralling. This was, uh, uh, suspenseful. This was, I couldn't wait to see what happened next. This one was sad. This one was happy. This one actually made me almost tear up at characters that I really had no emotional connection to. So all of that, I mean, hands down and just awesome. The freaking Orville is not supposed to make me cry. It is not supposed to do it, but oh my gosh. (laughs) It, 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 oh man, they, they pulled a number on this one. Uh, John, what do you think, man? Um, I guess we're pretty much all in agreement, man. It's like I'd even take it to the point like this should have been a season finale. Yes, so good. Like I, I, I it's so now from here on out, <laughs> every other show will be compared to this, and it'll probably fall short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see. I mean, if it doesn't, then. My God, we have a great series on our hand that's going to rival most. But man, just like you said, the cameos were, I, I didn't, I had no idea. And obviously this was a big secret that was kept for a while. But man, that was, I, I had no idea. I had, I was not expecting that. And then as you said, they were prominent parts of the storyline, not just like they're walked in the room or something like yeah. This was, and then two of my favorite characters from Star Trek. Yes, I mean, that, the doctors. These are the real doctors, Cal. These are the real right. doctors. The real doctors. <laughs> Crusher. <laughs> oh, we're not gonna oh, go there. Oh man, my least. Hey, favorite. my brain is still like, uh, you know, trying to get over the fact. Like I'm sitting here hitting myself on the head that. One of the founding freaking co-hosts of Discussing Who just said that <laughs> Orville was better than, than, I mean. Dude, this episode is an easy five, dude. It's an my, easy my, five. My brain is like, 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 like. Wait, you must have been watching iMud. You've been watching iMud? Um, dude, but. But I mean, just, we you know, we mentioned the cameos. We might as well say who they are. John Billingsley, um, of course, Dr. Phlox and Robert Picardo, which the doc, the EMH, um, from Voyager, man. Van Gogh. Was that? <laughs> you know, he called himself Van Gogh. Oh yeah. He didn't know what to call himself for a while there. <laughs> doc, what are you doing? Oh, I love man. him and Tom Paris. And they played these characters. <laughs> oh my God. Perfectly. I, oh. I, Again, and I said this before, and I probably said it more than a couple of times. I believe that our trick actors are some of the best in the business. Yes, just yes. because of the different roles they have to play in a series. Like, I mean, you go in the holodeck or the environmental simulator if you have it. But, <laughs> I mean, you have to. They have to. You know, they're already playing a character, and then they go into the holodeck, and they have to become another character in the same light and still hold true to the primary character. Yes. Like imagine what kind of acting skills that takes. Dude. And then for them to come over to Orville and take on this role. And like, I didn't like, I felt the press. I'll say like this. (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't see the whole time I watched it. Not once did I think about Star Trek. Me neither. Like really. original Star Trek. Well, well now, I, I did hear it with yeah. them, and every time I hear them talk, or you know, some of their mannerisms were there. But I mean, they played. They did enough. They got enough into the role where it was like you forget like, about horrible. it. Yeah, 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 dude. And like, I think another thing that made this episode so good, we talk about the science fiction aspects of it. The whole reason Alara is going back home is because she's having basically space bone deficiency. You know, her, her planet, the gravity is some amount times higher than human gravity. And that was what makes her, what gives her her strength. And, you know, for a scientific reason, she has to go home and they play with that a little bit in the episode, especially at the end, there were captain Mercer, um, you know, being barely being able to get back to the ship. Uh, but but, you know, you want to talk about acting. So you they're out at this vacation home on this island and and the neighbors, the neighbors come there, you know, and they had me food. They they had me food. I thought they were there to help. I had no idea. No idea. And then at the point where I'm gonna call him Flocks. I know his name is a Flocks in the episode, but, <laughs> but, but, but John Billingsley, the point where he turns on the dock and tells him to put his hand in a pot. I was oh. like, Oh, freaking <laughs> shh. Dude, I was going crazy, man. I was going crazy. And it was creepy. It was, it, it was, that so was one of the creepy moments. Yes, but and it you was know good. What? Up until like the third time he said, put your hand in the soup. Like I've, Still didn't put it together. Like I was like, maybe he's just weird. <laughs> like maybe that's some kind of custom that the heat that you know the doc doesn't really understand. Uh, you know, he's like, put your hand in the sloop. I'm like, okay. But they don't use ladles. Dude, and he said it again, and I was like, like, man, that's getting weird. But his expression changed, and he pulled that gun out. I'm like, yeah. what the. F-? And dude, man, one of the things I love about Robert Picardo, just in general, man, like the emotion. He can, right. you know, for an EMH, <laughs> the most, <laughs> the emotion he can convey, you know, when he was making that plea to Alara about how he, at the end there, he couldn't go over the bow. You know, I felt that. I felt that, man. And like you said, John, I just have to go back, man. They acted their tails off on this. They acted their tails off on this. And it's just an Orville episode. It's just you know? Orville. It's just Orville. <laughs> like you got that quality acting out of an Orville episode. Like there's been major few feature length films that, that you don't get that much acting out of. Yeah. Man, dude, already that this episode's gonna be, probably be in my top five of the year already. I mean, oh, easily. Uh-huh. Easily. I mean, you know, there are gonna be other shows that strike different tones, but you know, I just ate this up completely, man. Completely. So, <laughs> so just so you know that when we get to um, Discovery and you're going on <laughs> and on about how awesome one of the episodes is going to be or when we're watching Game of Thrones, I'm going to play back this audio. <laughs> Not saying that this wasn't a good episode by any means. This was this was fantastic. But 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 just just saying. Hey, man, our resolution is in our top five, too. Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You probably forgot. you've only seen. He didn't say where in the top five though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm messing with you, but it really was. I mean, all jokes aside, it really was a fantastic, fantastic story. And then, like the revelation that the actor Halston uh, uh, Sage is leaving the show. You know, I don't know if that's what's really going to happen, but you know, from that episode, it seems that she's leaving the show. Man, that just hit me like a ton of bricks, dude. Like, like you said, Cal, like, how have they managed to have me invested in this character like this? You know, they, and you, you know what, you know, what stood out to me that I realized, like, that during this entire episode, like, all I've ever, what's always stuck out to me with Alara and, uh, Seth MacFarlane's character, I forget his name, really? Anyway, Ed Mercer. Like, always, Captain. Captain, yeah. Well, it's always part of their banner. He's like, Alara, open this jar of pickles for me. So, like, this whole time when they were having this conversation, like, getting close to the end, we didn't know she was leaving. But then we kind of started getting that feeling. And then, you know, that whole time I was just thinking about, man, who's going to open that jar of pickles for him now? 
You know, who's he going to say that to now? Not uh, knowing what was yeah. in the box. Yeah, that was so and good. Then, and then the box, like, what? because I thought she was going to sit the box down and it was going to be like a joke. Yeah. Like it was going to be some kind of space rock from her planet that was too heavy for him to lift. <laughs> but when it got to be the jar of pickles, I'm like, man, I was just thinking about oh, that jar of pickles. Man. Like, oh, I was man. just thinking that. That was awesome. And they got to do better than this elephant man that replaced her. They got to do better. Oh, than that. absolutely. He, <laughs> not and not I'm like wondering him. if I'm wondering if that was really and truly like a one-off thing where she will be back like in a week or two. Who knows, man? She Who is. knows? Hey, <laughs> and I got to go back to one thing in episode two that <laughs> really gave me a laugh. The uh, the guy that Boris went to buy the porn from. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lieutenant Unk. Yeah, like his way he sounded was like, I'm going to kill you. But his translation. <laughs> was he CG? Was he CG or real? I can't. I I don't know. I have to go back and look at it. I couldn't tell. I didn't see CG. Huh. But I mean, I wasn't looking for it either. I don't know. The way his face was moving seen, felt CG to me, but I don't but know. But I've never seen he, seen his character on the ship. Me neither. So that was that was new for me. Yeah. Um, what else did we get out of the episode? Oh, the uh was that the first episode where uh the doctor was having trouble with her kids? And that was the first Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. I don't yep. know if y'all touched on that, but I I, I kinda I kudos to him for bringing that kind of to the picture. Yeah, because that's an issue that parents have nowadays a lot, and I think that just—I mean, again, classic myself, McFarlane, man. That, I'm I'm excited about this season, man. So, so I'm, I'm wondering were they playing on the concept of the nuclear family just a bit? Um, because um, she was going to Isaac for advice, like he was sort of like the male figure in a sense, right? Hmm. And hmm, I'm kind of picturing point. that becoming a romantic relationship here. Somewhere. I was wondering that. Eat your heart out, Cisco. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decree right here. Like for anybody out there who may be listening, who stay tuned, who has not seen Orville at all, you have to at least go see episode three of the Orville entitled Home. If you're a Star Trek fan, it's a must freaking watch. I feel. And the great thing about the Orville, you can actually just go watch episode three and not have to see the first two. Yeah, yeah. And not miss anything. You can get a full enjoyment of it. That goes back to your investment thing that you were talking about. Right. And, you know, I I can't help but wonder if. Okay, so have we seen anything? But well, before I say this, have we seen anything saying that the actress has left the series? I have not read anything. Uh, I didn't go searching out for it either, so I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> well, well, here, here's the here's the reason I say it or or brought it up. The thing that got me at the end that kind of like made me choke up a little bit watching it. Some of the goodbye scenes, the actors actually didn't seem to be acting. I mean, it seemed like yeah. raw, real emotion. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is just excellent episode. I. I hope they don't bring her back just because the ending was so good for her. Maybe bring her back, you know, in another season or later this season, maybe. You know, maybe we can look up the actor and see if she's in anything else coming up on IMDb. I don't know. I just haven't checked. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to end it there, guys. Um, wow. The Orville has us hyped. <laughs> I know, right? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Guys, if you're listening and you have feedback on the Orville or, um, you know, any other thing, uh, please send that in to fans at discussingtrek.com, uh, where, you know, we'll, we might read your feedback on the show. Eric Hetherington from Canada had feedback on our discussion of, uh, <laughs> the escape artist. He suggested that we go watch iMud, which I did watch in the episode of iMud of the original TOS series. Harry Mudd is on a planet full of androids who he is sort of like the king, quote unquote, of the planet. But we find out that he's really being controlled by these androids because they want to study him. I don't know if that directly ties into the escape artist with the androids. And I didn't actually I didn't get to my point about the escape artist that I wanted to. And maybe I'm wrong. But to me, if it takes place before iMud, which we don't know. 
Maybe it doesn't. But if it does take place before, to me, it doesn't make much sense. Harry Mudd being able to create androids that real, that seem like they could rival data at some points. <laughs> uh, uh, it felt a little bit out of canon. But if it does take place after the episode of iMud, which I don't know if it does or not, I can see it making sense because there are these planet of androids that are not as fluent as the as the uh, mud androids were on the escape artist. They were a little more robotic and talked like this. You can tell they were androids. Um, I don't know. In that case, it makes a little bit more sense. But uh, in any in any case, I would like to know, you know, if you're listening, I would like to know your thoughts on that. And I can't wait for the season. The season is almost here. So let's go around the horn and see what everybody is working on podcast related or otherwise. Let's start with Jonathan Shorts, man. Uh, all right. Well, same as always. I'm not working on much of anything. Uh, I still, we, Jeremy and I still claim to have the J and J Stars Talking podcast, which we still haven't released another episode yet. But it's in the plans. We're hoping to. I want to hear you guys talk about. I want you to. I want to hear you talk about politics a little bit. How about this shutdown? How about the wall? Maybe, maybe you guys can dive <laughs> so, into that a little bit. Here's the here's the thing with that, I, and I, you know, I've suggested that, but Jeremy is not a big political ah. person. He doesn't follow politics as much. So if we were to have that conversation, number one, he'd probably have to go back and do a lot of researching. Uh, compared to me, I'm I'm listening to a political briefing probably three or four times a day. I have CNN <laughs> ticker on my phone. I have a Fox ticker on my phone. So, I mean, I keep I'm, I'm very abreast of what's going on in politics. So, it'll be a kind of a one-sided conversation, and I don't really think he's that interested, to tell you the truth. I feel. Uh, but, I mean, that'll be I mean, if you, one of you guys ever want to jump on with us, I mean, that may have some political opinions or <laughs> facts we need to talk about, then we're glad to put that on a recording. Uh, and also, if anybody out there listening to us now have a suggestion for J&J Starts Talking, send it in and we'll talk about it. Sweet, sweet. Cal Jones? All right. Well, for anyone listening that is also fans of movies, I would encourage you to check out the latest episode of Discussing Comics, where we are joined by our friend Sergio from Reality Breach, the Reality Breach podcast, talking about the most anticipated movies of 2019, and that can be found at discussingcomics.com. Awesome, and I'll just tell everybody to stay tuned. We have a whole season to get through. I'm hoping it'll be fun. We'll make it even better if we get feedback, interaction of anybody that may be listening. Hit us up on all our social medias as well as the email address I mentioned previously. Uh, subscribe and follow, guys, and thank you for joining. And until next time, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe.